0: Hello, this is Josiah Aston, co founder and principal of Missio Academy, where we equip students for personal, professional, and pedagogic advancement. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoy this episode. This is Amber Aston joining you on the podcast today, and I'm excited to have my guest speaker, Beth Bouse, back with me. Uh, Beth is a licensed marriage and family therapist. She's been in practice for a little over 17 years, and she's married to Mike. They have two children and two grandchildren, and Beth also happens to be my mom. So welcome. Um, We're going to talk about something that's pretty important for education, and that's in an environment, a healthy environment. And so um, what, in your opinion, working with teens um, and then also with your experience as a mom who homeschooled, uh, what's your, what do you think is so important about creating a healthy environment? I actually think that's very,
1: very important. Um, it's really actually imperative. Uh, there is something to be said about the importance First, having a clear schedule. So a clear school schedule. Uh, What you can't do is not set a schedule and then think your teenager is going to follow one and get their work done. I mean, that's, you may have a teenager like that, but not too many teenagers can do that on their own. Um, the environment that your child does need while they study has to be clear. So, uh, you know schedule it you know is it Tuesdays through Friday from you know nine o'clock until one o'clock that you're going to be studying that your child will be working whatever it is make that really clear Um, the other thing is make their environment clear of clutter they need a desk or a table to work they need the proper books they need plenty of paper and pens etc what they don't need is a bunch of distraction and so if you have other kids, it might be that you're going to separate them in different rooms. It could be, you know, whatever you have to do. It It isn't fair to have a teenager sit there with five and three year olds running around acting crazy and you're screaming at them and expect them to consume the information that they're learning. Um... So yeah. I want to make it clear of clutter.
0: Yeah, I always tell students to don't do homework or schoolwork um, on your bed or in a recliner um, because just that body position really... Uh, just tells your body, it's relaxed time. And so I tell all our students, you know, don't do your work um, in bed because you will get tired, fatigued, and then you'll fall asleep um, and then you won't get your work done. So definitely where you work is so important. If you can, you need to be sitting straight up. That's right. Um, So a desk, again, a nice, good, comfortable
1: table where they need to work and be free of any kind of conflict that's going around um, them in their environment. Um, A clean environment is really important. A structured environment, like we said, is very important. Setting clear boundaries uh, school starts at and ends at a certain time. If um, parents aren't structured, then my experience has been that – neither the kids will be um, yeah that's very so.
0: very true I mean you 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 have to because especially if you're the teacher or you're setting the environment um, and you're monitoring the education going on um, no teenager no matter how amazing that teenager is is going to be self-disciplined all the time to say oh I need to stop this distraction um, and so if the parent is saying, Hey, you need to stop, you know, X, Y, Z, and you need to do your schoolwork now. <laughs> um, so parents, it's really important, uh, that you be structured, um, or that you get help to help you be structured. That's right. And if this is an issue in your life, then you really need to fix
1: that first, uh, to be honest. Um, uh, another thing that, know i'd kind of like to bring up because i think it's really really important and it's not necessarily in regards to the environment but it's really understanding your child is your is your child an introvert or are they an extrovert uh kid um some kids are introverts and some kids are extroverts i actually had a client and it was a child that was um, suicidal and depressed an apostolic child Uh, the mom was so introverted and and she was home teaching her kids and um, other than the church services, that little girl did not get a lot of interaction with other children her age. And the result was she just um, felt hopeless. Uh, she was definitely an extrovert. So how do we fix something like this? Well, what we did in this particular case is we got the child some more interaction with others. We created a homeschool group um, that can do things together, like field trips together, go visit museums together, go to the library together. Um, and then um, you can also do, I know with my daughter, we we created sewing classes with other homes, um, homeschooling parents and families. You can take cake decorating classes. Uh, with that particular child, we even scheduled in swim parties at their home with other little girls like once a month or once every three weeks and this child went from giving up on life to absolutely thriving what I'm trying to say is you cannot expect an introverted child to want to be surrounded by people all the time and be able to function and the same is to be said about an extroverted child If you have an extroverted child, that child needs some interaction. What I'm not saying is that that means that they need to go to public school. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying as a parent, as a guardian, you need to provide that kind of interaction for them. And there's all kinds of ways to do that. Um, Let me just explain. An introvert is um, a person that is calm. And minimally stimulated or they actually need a calm and minimally stimulated environment they feel drained after socializing, and they regain their energy by um, spending time alone and I remember a long time ago amber um i'm an extrovert, so put me in Disneyland with a million people and and I'm good to go but um you know put me by myself all the time and I'm about ready to pull my hair out it actually makes me depressed but I remember yeah I'm the
0: introvert yeah she's the (laughs) introvert
1: so I remember we would have parties at our house and I love a party and we'd have parties at our house and she would participate in the party just for a little bit and then she'd go to her room and I remember telling her you know that's really rude Amber we have guests in, in the home and you need to be down there and um yeah she made it very clear to me what the problem was
0: <laughs> yeah i i well it was a struggle um uh, you you do you feel very drained as an introvert and so for from an education perspective um i remember the few years that i did go to public school it was very draining for me as an introvert i i even though i had a great school i had excellent teachers Um, by Friday I was done. I was just done with the people. I was done with all the constant interaction and once we got into high school you guys put me back in homeschool and then you put me into the college classes and so the college classes got me a little bit of interaction but I did a lot more and I just was I was so much more better functioning, Um, you know. Now I I know my brother, he's the extrovert like you. And there was no way he was going to be locked at home, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. by himself doing his court. He would have been bouncing off the walls um, and running around the track. And so knowing this introvert, extrovert, it does play into your environment too. Because if you're a parent and you have introverted, you are going to have a much quieter home. Um, and probably, uh, I'll consider in some cases a boring home, um, for an extrovert, you know, so for an extrovert, you're going to be considered probably thinking it's boring to be home. So understanding your child, understanding yourself Mm -hmm. really, because as the parent, you do control the environment and you set the environment. And so you may need to tweak it a little bit for your kids.
1: That's right. And we have to remember that every child is different. Um, And just let me reiterate in regards to an extrovert, uh, extrovert children and adults, they thrive in stimulating environments. Uh, They're usually outgoing and expressive and they can get very depressed if they spend too much time alone. They are literally energized by socialization. I I was just recently at a woman's conference and there was probably like 4,000 women there And, um, I spoke and I had all these ladies and we were just having such a fantastic time. And I remember somebody, an introvert, um, asked me, are you tired? And I said, no, are you kidding? For me, the party's just getting started. But I was energized by the socialization. Again, it's important to understand your child's personality. I want to give you one last suggestion before we um, finish, and that's every mom really needs to read the book by Gary Chapman, The Five Love Languages for Teenagers again, you're going to have a lot less conflict. You're going to be able to set up an environment that's more conducive to your child if you understand your children and what they need from you as far as their love language. So please take the time, listen to it, read it, skim it, whatever you got to do. Consume the information and learn from it and figure it out. The five love languages for Teenagers by Gary Chapman. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, so just to close out, I know you gave us the um, the reference for the book. There is a test that you can take, right? Yeah, it's a short quiz, and it's free,
1: and it's online, and you can find it on, if you just... Google the five love language, um, quiz and your teenager can take it. And also it's a lot of fun if you and your spouse take it as well. So you get an understanding. I know years ago, my husband and I took that and that just clear, it just really cleared up a lot of reasons why he wasn't responding to some of the things I was doing as far as my love language. And, and, um, just so that you, you know, I mean, my husband was, um, His love language is acts of service and quality time. And I didn't realize that. And mine is words of affirmation. And so for my husband, he constantly would buy me gifts. And to be honest, I really didn't care about gifts. Or he would think that he was showing me love by washing the dishes. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the fact that he washed the dishes, but that didn't scream love to me. What screamed love to me was him telling me, I'm proud of you, or I I really think you do a good job, or things like that. But he was giving me his love language, because acts of service are his love language. So when I go outside on a Saturday morning, early in the morning, and wash the car with him, oh my word, it is (laughs) over the top. It screams love for him. I'm telling you, vacuuming his office, keeping things neat, having a hot meal for him, it screams love for him. That's what he needed. And it wasn't until I read the book uh, that I understood that. And that ended a lot of problems. It really did. So it's worth taking the time. Yeah,
0: I definitely think it's, I mean, I, myself and, and my husband, we've also done it. We know what our love languages are, especially for those out there that you're you're teaching at home, um, and maybe mom and dad are both involved in education, um, or mom and dad are playing, you know, supporters of the, of your child's education, really, you and your spouse need to take it, your children need to take it so that you guys all know where you guys are at. And that, that could solve a lot of fights. Yeah, no, really <laughs> A does. lot of fights and a lot of battles that I think parents have with young people, especially teenagers, um, that we kind of sometimes kind of just chalk up to as being a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, it really could just be something as simple as mom, dad, you're not speaking their love language. Mm-hmm. And it If we know what they need, especially for words of, if it's words of affirmation for a teenager, Mm -hmm. um, something as, hey, I saw that you got an A on this report. That's really awesome. I'm so proud of you. And something so simple um, could just, you know, shoot your child into excellence in education, whether it's at home or on a school campus, just by saying, hey, I'm so proud of you. You're doing such a great job in school. Um, So really want to encourage you out there that haven't taken that test. Um, take the test. Get online. Do it. It's real quick. Uh, read the book. You can grab it very easily. A lot of uh, libraries have it for free. That's right. Um, audio books. You can listen to it if you don't have time to sit down and read it. Amazon has cheap uh used mm-hmm. books on I there. I honestly think it's one of the best books out. Yeah, there. definitely. And it's it's a good resource. You can buy it. Keep it on your shelf. yeah Um, because this is something you'll refer back to, especially if you have younger children, and then you're having more children. You'll want Want to refer back to it for your other children so thanks so much uh for joining us today on the podcast and uh, we hope this is helpful if you ever have a topic that you'd like to uh, see addressed on the podcast give us um, a quick email admin at is our email um, we'd love feedback if you enjoyed what you heard today uh, drop us an email if you don't follow us on instagram we are at miss academy on the ig and you can send us a message there let us know your thoughts and uh, what you enjoyed today and uh, we'd love to connect with you until next time Once again, this is Josiah Aston, and I want to thank you for joining me today. Want to know more about Missio Academy? Follow us on Instagram or check out missioacademy.org.